Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. Those beefy Hemsworth boys? Not the, no, not the Hemsworths. How many times do I have to say it? For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car. But that was then, Bobbo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey. No, we're not. And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me, for the first time, that's right. diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether you like it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God. Uh, spoiler! Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler, but hey, spoilers are fair game here. Ah, fine. And I'm Richard Spate Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there. Okay, you know we're running out of time. Okay, well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, accept it. You've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then and now. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob Benedict. And I'm Richard Spate Jr. Before we get into things, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe or follow us. We're on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and uh, you'll be notified when a new episode drops. That way you don't have to wait around, Robbie. Everybody can listen. The moment this drops, you're hearing it fresh from the oven. It's still steaming, and you're listening to it. That's right. And today, we're going to be talking about episode 21 of season one. We're almost to the end. It's called Salvation, Robert. It is called Salvation. It's the bent ul- penultimate episode. Did you call it the bent ultimate? It's the bent ultimate. <laughs> it's the Ben Edlund, ben Edlund <laughs> episode. No, it's the penultimate episode of Supernatural season one. Yeah, man. Big deal. Um, penultimate, by the way, for those who don't know, because I, I didn't know for a long time, second to last. That's right. Yeah. The episode opens with Meg. Which doesn't make sense to me because pent, you think pentagram is like five-sided, like the Pentagon five-sided. Why is pentultimate, why isn't it the fifth to last episode? Well, let's research it and do a whole episode <laughs> on that. All right. Listen, when you take that tone, it doesn't make me want to research and do anything with you, but get up and leave. So this episode opens with Meg paying Pastor Jim a visit. Oh, the old paying Pastor Jim yeah. a visit, in air quotes. And good old Pastor Jim. Who? I don't know. We're just meeting him for the first There's time. There's nothing that sounds dirtier than the name Pastor Jim. Yeah, that's true. Then Meg kills him when he won't say anything about the location of the Winchesters. Well, good for him for being a tight-lipped. Yeah, true. Uh, he was a good friend to John and a total stranger to us. But John and his sons, uh, well, you know, Sam and Dean, follow clues and signs of uh, demons to Salvation, Iowa. That's where they got the title of the episode, I bet. That's right. Uh, it's a double, uh, the old double, uh, you know. It's not a double entendre. No. No, that's double meaning. They'd be like if they if they went to Penis, Nebraska or something. <laughs> it's an episode in season 17. There, Sam has a vision of a woman being attacked by demons. Meg, meanwhile, kills Caleb, ah, another friend of John's that we've, we've never, never met. Yeah. We have no idea who There's this no is. no emotional attachment to whatsoever. <laughs> no. But uh, she's going to kill everyone John knows until she gets the cult. I do love, and God bless them, they all do a great job, but they're like, Caleb, Caleb! Not Caleb! <laughs> yeah. yeah. The cult, of course, is the, the gun that they can use to kill the demon, and that's why the demon wants it back. Right. So John just wants it to end. He's tired of his friends getting snuffed out, Robert. Yeah, his two, these two men who mean, meant nothing to us are a big deal it's for John. Caleb! Yeah, it's Caleb. For God's sake. It's Pastor Jim. What? John wants it in, so he gets a fake cult and meets Meg and Tom. Which is called a fault. F-A-U. <laughs> by, no fault, by no fault of his own. 
and uh, yeah, that's right. He's going to try to use a fake cult to, uh, to, to make a deal with Meg and Tom, a new demon. So Tom takes the gun and shoots Meg, testing it if it's real. That's how they know it's a fault. That's right. And that's when he knows it's a fault. So John escapes. But meanwhile, Sam and Dean rescue the family from Sam's vision. But the demon gets away. So this family is safe and the baby and everything, but the demon gets away. Tom and Meg catch up to John. Sam and Dean argue discussing saving dad versus killing the demon. Dean calls John, but Meg answers. Oh. Yeah. And she threatens that they'll never see their father again. Cliffhanger. No, I don't. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. Cliffhanger really setting us up for the uh, the, the season finale. Yeah, dude. Uh, So this is part two in what, uh, you know, we call the epic trilogy of episodes. We do? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, what do you think, Richard Spade? Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Again, just going to say the same thing I've said many, many times. I really didn't realize how much Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in this show. Like, he's uh-huh. he's he's in a lot of episodes of this show. Yeah. And, and like, it's almost like a three-man cast there, season one. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it's a big role. Yeah. I really just thought he popped in for the pilot and, that, and then came back in season 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is uh, all, all new to me. Interesting. I, I think it's great. I think the story is uh, interesting. The sort of, I mean, look. You know when he gets the turns into faux, the fake cult, the, the fault, that he's going to get busted. Like, there's a couple of things that aren't really surprises. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just the the nature of building this up for the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I think it's cool the way the Sam's visions play out and how yeah. dad has to come to grips with the fact that his son has that skill or, or right. curse, however you say yeah. it, and that she ends up on the ceiling and it emulates everything they know uh-huh. uh, to be the demon's behavior. Uh-huh. So there's a lot that's cool there. Uh, on, just uh, hopping in on what you're saying about Jeff, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Um, I knew he was in a little bit more of it. I, but I, maybe not to this extent, but I wondered if Kripke, if there was ever a point where Kripke was going, is this is going to be the show? It's father and and sons as a sort of a superhero trio, or if he always knew he was going to kill dad off. I'm going to guess, and I don't know. We can ask Kripke someday when we get him on the show, but I bet he knew he was going to kill him off. Yeah. Because it feels like it's the, that really fuels the boy's journey. Like looking for dad. That's why I thought Jeffrey wasn't in the show that much. Right. Because I thought, well, the part of the, biblical element of this show is mm-hmm. the search for father that right. also drives sure you know they, ultimately, they have dad's journal they ultimately want, god right exactly emulating uh a dad's journey and mm-hmm. so i bet i bet this is all very on purpose yeah really. and i say that not really even knowing the dad's gonna die but i assume that he doesn't make it for long either that or the contract negotiations for season two were a bear <laughs> and jeffrey just was not 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 affordable anymore um but yeah i mean i i i liked it too i liked the episode i like that john's uh kind of like batman he's uh you know he's got no superpowers but he's always kind of two steps ahead um i like that it's a cliffhanger but didn't didn't you think it was kind of dumb that he went in with the fake gun like we we all know he's gonna get busted granted he had a a fire hydrant of holy water that he was able to turn on the bad guys that's true yeah, look it's supernatural like i you you have a little bit of uh you know you let go of some of that the disbelief uh the web of disbelief you know these are guys that use fake badges to get into hospitals you know what i mean like oh, that's oh, full, oh, yeah. oh you are a doctor Oh, you're a doctor with uh, fabulous hair and uh, about exactly. about nine years too young to have finished medical school. Yeah, exactly. um, also, didn't you think it was weird that Meg was like, oh, you shot me. Like, she's a demon. She wouldn't give a shit. She wouldn't care. Like, her physical body, she fell seven stories and landed on pavement and hopped up with some zippity doo Right. Like, why does she care that Tom shoots her? 
Yeah, uh, maybe just for effect because it didn't do anything. Right, you, but you think like physically, she's not going to experience pain really. That's true. She gets a snot knocked out of her a bunch and doesn't seem to care. That's true. I really liked the, this showdown with John and Meg. I thought that was uh, good, you know. Nikki A. Cox is always great. She's great. She's and then, so great. Yeah, so then you have her and you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's always great, and then the actor playing Tom. But you have, like, like yeah. th- they're all great. And the the two, Nikki and Jeffrey, were, were great adversaries for each other. I thought one thing was kind of funny that I laughed at, very Vancouver moment. It's Sam and Dean are over by their car talking to dad. I think it's when dad is saying, oh man, they just killed Pastor Jim. They killed my buddies. And mm-hmm. He's having the story. Oh, yeah. and he's soaking wet. <laughs> and on the reverse, those boys are bone dry. <laughs> I did not notice And you that. come back and then over the shoulder, he's bone dry. Like, yeah. so you see the back of dad, kind of like bone dry. You're like bone dry, bone dry, soaking wet. Bone dry close up, bone dry close up, soaking wet close up. Bone dry over the shoulder. And it's just, it was really funny to me. I'm like, I don't know if it's because like the wind was blowing, sure. you know, they had a big screen over the boys, which they do in Vancouver. It's called a fly swatter, a big thing they hold over them to keep them from getting wet. And Jeffrey Dean was like, I don't want a fly swatter. <laughs> Get that thing out of here. I want to be wet. It's, it's going to be an ongoing uh, joke with us because it's not like this. It's not like, oh, it was just a rainy season in 2006. Okay. Vancouver. No, it was Vancouver. I mean, I, I have several of my episodes, we had to deal with that. And I know Rich, I'm sure. Oh, I just feel like it's... It you know, wouldn't. I, I'm joking about Jeffrey not wanting the fly swatter. It's just the nature of working there. Well, people talk about uh, Baby being the you know the one of the leads of the show. I think the Vancouver Rain should also get. Yeah, B- Baby. For those who don't know, is the nickname for the car. And yes, the, uh, the, the you're not wrong. The rain is really. Yeah. What do you call it? The fifth their, man, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, they should be getting their photo ops with the rain. What do they call it? Is it the sixth man? Like the, in basketball, the sixth sure, man is the crowd. Man, yeah, yeah. yeah, sixth man is the the rain. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm facial hair wise, I'm going to give it. It's not getting a full beard out of me. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. I'm going to go. I think it was really good. I think it's a good setup for the finale. And I think it's a good follow-up from the previous one. Mm-hmm. I think it's a piece of connective tissue episode. You know, that is connecting the third to last with, okay. the, with the finale. So I'm going to give it a full Van Dyke, which is the mustache and the goatee, but no sideburns. I'm not, connect- I'm not giving it a full beard. Okay. Okay. I will give it, I'll give it a beard that's being grown out, but it's not there yet. Where you're like, is that a beard? Oh, the George Michael. Not that well-groomed. Okay, so. Like an ungroomed on its way to becoming a full beard. Okay, so that would be, um, there's got to be somebody. The Don Johnson? Yeah, or like me when I'm in between no clean shaven. But you, we can't beard. use you as the beard measurement. Right, you're now, the Don guy. Johnson's a bad example. Don, again, both of those men are very well-groomed. This would I be see. just like, you know. It's like your buddy. Right. Somebody growing out a beard. Yeah, growing out a beard. All right. We're going to go new growth. New growth. We're going to call it a new growth beard. New growth. We've got an exciting guest star today. She played on Supernatural. She she played uh, Monica Holt, who was the woman that Sam saw in his visions, who has the baby, who's on the uh, burning on the ceiling, and then gets rescued from the demon. Right. But uh, I know her because she played my wife on Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. Oh, my. Which I, I did, an episode I did with Richard Spate Jr. I was in that episode. Yeah. I died. He died. Uh, and then Aaron, Aaron, the actress, and I uh, gave birth on screen to a baby that I named after Richard's character. And what did you guys do in the show? And then on the show, um, I'll show you. She also gave birth. Uh, she's she's also been in so many things. Nancy Drew, nine one one, CSI, Dark Angel. She's currently recurring in a million little things on ABC. What a career! What a, what an actress! What a what a human being! We're so glad to have her, Erin Carpluck. Aw, hey. lovely intro. Thanks, you guys. Thank you, thank you. So great to see you. Uh, you haven't aged a day. You oh. really look exactly like you did uh, in 1990, 2006, whenever this was. You Bless really back a decade. you. 
And a Zoom filter. Bless yeah. the Zoom filters. First of yeah, all, you yeah. do it great. Secondly, Rob's Rob's ability to count backwards on a Gregorian calendar needs some work. Like, I, in 1984, <laughs> you haven't changed it. 1836. But uh, you, I have to say, first of all, so I'm watching this. We're watching it for the first time. Aaron. First time. So I'm watching the episode and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, kn- I know her. I worked with her. That's Aaron. She played my wife on an episode of Criminal Minds that Rich was also in. Yeah. I know. It, was, it was like this, like, oh my God, that's Aaron. Because I remember you saying, so just to catch everyone up, we did an episode of Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich and I played partners. Rich died. Aaron's my wife. You give birth. I named mm-hmm. the baby after Rich, whose name is Robbie, which is very confusing. But uh, <laughs> I remember you telling me on set that you had done one or two Supernatural. And then here you are. Here I am watching you on a very exciting episode of the show. Very. Towards the end of season one. Season one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How well do you remember that experience? Oh, my God. First of all, what a small world, because I remember you guys being on set. That criminal minds. You got to do the fun stuff. I just got to cry and give birth. Yeah. And sob my face off, yeah, but you actually had still text, fun. So. It's it's funny because I was listening to one of your podcasts before this and doing Salvation. Because so I did Salvation season one, and then I did Bad Boys season nine. Wow, uh, oh. of Supernatural because. The, sh- the, the show ran for so long that they started reusing actresses. And I guess the fans just were like, okay, with me coming back as a completely different character. And it was kind of cool to like go back and see Jensen and Jared nine seasons later and play a different part. And it's funny because they didn't change at all. They got married. They had children. We were all, you know, I mean, nine seasons go by, but they were the same. And then doing season one, what I do remember about the first one is I just worked with Jensen on Dark Angel. Ah. So, so it was kind of like I was just starting acting and I'm going to name drop here. James Cameron cast me in the final episode of Dark Angel and it was the series finale and they had stunt casted Brandy, the singer, who was pregnant and she must have fell through on a Friday I had a last minute audition, went in, got the part. And then I show up on Monday with like Jessica Alba and James Cameron. And that's when I first met Jensen. And like the day, the first day I met him, he hasn't changed at all. And all the episodes I did of Supernatural 10 years go by, you know, all their fame and having a family stuff. He never changed. And it was like, the guys were so fun. And I remember that episode because it dominated my reel because it was kind of my first big thing. So Jensen was on a lot of my reel for many years. (laughs) Yeah. Between, you know, Dark Angel and Supernatural, so. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and he's, you know, he is. He's a great dude. And it's no no surprise that he was that nice Texan boy even and, early. And best plastic surgeon in the business. <laughs> you know, physically, he just doesn't look at all. You can't tell that's a toupee. I mean, I challenge no, anybody. Really, no, you really can't. <laughs> um, and Jared, too, because I'd worked with Jensen. And then I showed up on set and, it, like, hanging from the ceiling. My first day, I'm like... My stomach's ripped open. They had me on an apparatus. I'm I'm on the ceiling. And that's when I first met Jared. He comes on set and he looked up. He's like, hey. And I was like, hey. And I have like, <laughs> I'm just hanging there from like, I don't know what apparatus they had and my little nightgown staring down at him. And I remember the first day I looked at him, I was like, you're really tall. And they were, I mean, it was, they're both yeah, like. Because you're on the ceiling and you're actually face to face. Yeah. I mean, he was that tall. I was like, oh, wow. You actually, this is, uh, we can get to this because, you know, in the earlier episodes, the other actors who were on the ceiling, they faked it. They weren't really up on the ceiling. So you were the first actress to be on the real ceiling, which means you're the first person to ever really see Jared's bald spot, which is significant, <laughs> but no one ever sees it because of his height. That's right. But it's pretty right. Benedictine monk. You know what I mean? Like there's, not, there's nothing going on up, up top. Um, but I know you're, you've had to sign an NDA and can't talk about it. Uh, so tell me about you being on, like right now you've opened the door to this conversation about being 
being on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. How was that? Because I was going to ask, was it fake or real? Now I'm finding out it was real. That had to be uncomfortable to be hoisted up there. Honestly, I love that stuff. And I remember doing the audition. Like, I'm the kind of girl, I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm not going to shy away from doing weird things. Like, if they have you, like, so for the audition, I basically, I'm, I go to my baby and my baby's in, in the crib. It's scary. And I'm like, where's the baby? And then all of a sudden, I get sucked into the wall, hoisted up the wall by an invisible entity. And then my stomach is kind of ripped open and there's a yeah. fire. And so this is in the audition. And I, th I feel like some actors might look at this and be like, well, for goodness sake, how am I going to do this in a room? But for me, it was a Kareen and Heike cast it. So they were sitting at the back of the room on a sofa and my reader is closer to me and the camera's recording it. So when it comes to the point of the audition where I get sucked into the wall, guys, this girl went for it. I slammed myself against the back of the taping studio, like almost winded myself, then kind of wow. like jiggled like Raggedy Ann, like propelling sure. myself up the wall, like, like, ooh, like making all the weird noises, saying my lines and the reader. So Karina and Haiku are the casting directors. They couldn't see the reader's face, but the reader started laughing. Oh my God. As I'm like giving my Oscar performance, <laughs> I guess Emmy performance here and like really going for it and like shaking and like almost passing out because I'm breathing so hard. And, and the reader is like laughing and I'm trying to say my lines to her and the audition finishes and I leave and I was like, okay, either that was the most embarrassing thing I ever did in my life or like I'm getting this part anyways it worked wow. out well because wow. I ended up you know sometimes going for it really pays and and, yeah. and sometimes the casting directors are just like okay let's just you know let's tone it down a little yeah. bit yeah but I mean go big or go home I say so anyways just hold that thought we're coming right back Thank you for supporting Supernatural then and now. And now, back to the show. For the wall shot then, for the wall shot, did they do a, because I, you know, we worked on the show enough to know that sometimes they do a physical pull, like a wire gag, boom, or mm -hmm. were you self-propelled into the wall? I, I think, I think that I self-propelled myself. It wasn't like, uh, and then they can speed it up. I feel right, like right. digitally, but right. then when I actually go up the wall, they kind of had like a, um, I, I just remember like I was wearing this horrific nightgown because it was the only thing they could get doubles on and was loose enough for all the gadgets to go on my waist to pull me up kind of right. like a crane. Right. So it was like, it was, it was horrific. It was like a, a super kind of grandma nighty. And here I am with like Jensen and Jared and they're gorgeous. And we have to run out of the house at the end. Uh, there's a huge explosion. And they're wearing they, their nice nighties, you know. And like they're the in their gorgeous nighties, <laughs> and I'm in a grandma nighty. And I remember, like, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but they do save me. I'm I'm off the harness, and I we have to. They have a house in North Vancouver, and the entire top of it they built, and they blew it up. This is the this is I guess the budget that we have in this. So I'm right. under wow. I'm I'm under like on the on the on the real floor with Jensen with Jared in my horrific yellow nighty and I'm in bare feet and so the stunts people they put like kind of Frodo webbed moleskin on my feet so I had these kind of pads so I wouldn't step on glass so I'm in this like Sears nightgown that's like pale yellow way too big for me and these Frodo 
Lord of the Rings little foot things. And I'm with like gorgeous Jarrett and Jensen and we, they explode the house. We go running out and the guys were great. I was like in a sandwich to them and they kind of like lifted me up and hoisted me out in this nighty. <laughs> but I remember saying like, thinking like, why am I wearing this? Why am I wearing this? <laughs> of all but it was to accommodate the stents and me getting up. And I, I probably spent the majority of the day up on the ceiling. So I wasn't wow. drinking, I was not drinking a lot of water, uh, you know, cause we were oh, right. up there. Yeah. Right. You got to think about those things too, right? Right. right. And then yeah. they put in the fire later. Uh, the fire for the room they put in later, but for the actual explosion, because I think it mimics, is it how his Adrian died or his mom yeah, died? Adrian and his mom. Yeah. The yeah. fire, the yeah. fire, not the house exploding, but the fire that goes over the ceiling mimics how mom and, uh, his girlfriend, Adrian. Jessica, Adrian, and, yeah, Jessica. Yeah. And this is him being able to save me um, yeah. and, and, and kind of like from that from that demon. So the the fire within the room, we didn't have a fire in that room, but they actually, as we're running out, the top of this house, they built a fake top of the house and exploded it. And we ran wow. out the bottom. It was pretty incredible. This is in North Vancouver. And I remember looking at the guys and being like, this is like, this is just a Tuesday afternoon for you where we yeah. buy a house and exploded. And wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. Like that was one of my first big jobs, and I remember thinking, like, this is the best. Would they do that later on? I mean, I feel like that was that must be a season one thing. Well, I don't. I think you would need to know. You can CGI yeah. the fire, but right. but they now we've now learned. So in the pilot, Jared told the story about you know this room being on fire, and he, the actor, ran into the room on fire to get his actress out, who was also in the room on fire. And you're like, they would never do, never that, do now. that now. Yeah. And no. the fact they blew up that building, I, I, I. I was certain, and I've been wrong before, but watching the episode, that that was real fire. I'm like, that's a real explosion. Also, because they have four cameras on it, they keep cutting to it. I'm that's like, right, they're right. really maximizing this right, explosion. Right. Yeah. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, it looked awesome, but like, that's a, I don't think that would be something they would do now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, sure the, I'm not sure the neighborhood in North Van would okay it even, you know? Right. After all this time, probably not. Or, and yeah, and the insurance on the actors alone, you'd think would be a, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be a bit pretty crazy. Yeah. So, Aaron, when we first see you in the episode uh you're walking in the street with your baby mm-hmm. and a strange very tall good-looking man comes up to you says i'm new to the I, I'm, I'm i'm your neighbor it's, it's very creepy and, <laughs> and, and you talk to him because you're a nice woman but uh i i was i would be like run i was life. literally like grip your mace woman you don't know what this guy's <laughs> up to but um it's you have an umbrella because it's raining was that planned or was that just vancouver being vancouver that was Vancouver being Vancouver because I, I feel like in this scene it didn't serve a purpose to, per se. Yeah. So I think yeah. it was I think it was just the hair department being like, yo, that took us 45 minutes. Give the actress an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we we find that happens a lot. Uh we're noticing in season one. There's a lot of Vancouver being Vancouver. You know, just mm-hmm. scenes where it just happens to be raining and mud everywhere and you know, yeah, people having to get through that. It's very Vancouver. They're like, man, this desert heat. Meanwhile, they're sloshing through the mud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I listened to your podcast with Julie talking and she's like the guys look great when it's raining yeah. the guys don't need an umbrella but with the girls and your makeup and your hair it's all sometimes right. it works but the majority of the time you're like let's just let's get an umbrella yeah. well and that the episode she's referring to specifically was a deluge yeah like every scene was a yeah. mud bog yeah um so real quickly just a one other follow-up on the ceiling gag Mm-hmm. You about being, you know, having the gut wound. Obviously, they put, they made the the dress all red. There's some drops going off in the in the show. Was this stuff dripping off you, or did they? Was that visual effect? Oh no, they put. They'll have like I don't know that that we went as far as like having a squib type thing, but it, there was definitely a lot of fake blood in there dripping off, wow. and it's like um 
it's like a, oh my goodness, what is the name? It's like sugary. It's like syrupy and it's very sticky. Ah. Um, so, you know, working with that kind of blood. So after right. the show, you definitely get a, you, you jump in the little trailer showers and you, you rinse it off, but they, they went for it. Yeah. There, that was not special effects. Did you know that you were emulating an event that had happened in other episodes of the show? Yes. Yes. That's did you good. know that because you knew it or did they tell you and, and tell you to watch the episodes? I mean, how are you brought up to speed? Is that something you had, had you already watched the show or what? I did watch the show when I got the, um, and I was excited to see Jensen again because we literally just finished Dark Angel and this was his next show. And like Dark Angel, we had so much fun. We would for seven, I was a guest star. We, Jensen's character and Kevin Durand, who played the dog guy in it. And I just ran around for 17 days and I was fake pregnant in the show and we had so much fun. And then I was like, oh, Jensen's new show and booked it. So yes, I did do some research and they let us know, I believe in the breakdown for the audition that this was kind of mimicking what had happened to their mother. So it was a big deal for the guys to save me. Right. So, you know, so therefore my relationship with my child and stuff, I wanted it to kind of really resonate so that it resonated with the guys. And then the, you know, the fans could kind of see this like kind of full circle of the guys coming in. Cause I think it offered them an opportunity to not make amends, but have some form of peace of getting vindication on that demon potentially. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then this one, it was very kind of a neutral character. It was all very sweet because in the second episode I did, I played one of Jensen's ex-girlfriends and there was a little bit of that like romantic meh in it. So this first, so in Salvation, it was kind of nice because it was just, it was just really sweet. And the guys come in and they save me and they save my baby. And yeah, I mean, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun working on that show. The crew's phenomenal. And like I said, when I went on nine seasons later as a different yeah. character, it was like no time had passed. I rolled yeah. into the trailer and they're like, Hey, Carplock. And I was like, Hey guys. <laughs> and then out we were, and this one was like working with, with a, a ghost and all kinds of stuff. And like, it was like no time had passed. They were yeah. still, there was no ego with them. They were just like right. the same dudes doing the same things, super humble, awesome. um, great with the crew and, you know, telling more stories. It was really fun. Now, are you uh, Vancouver born and bred? I am Alberta born and bred. And then I lived in Vancouver for 10 years. And then I shot a show called Being Erica in Toronto, which is where I am right now okay. uh, for four years. And then I moved to Los Angeles for 10 years. And then the pandemic brought me back to Alberta for that summer and then all last year I was working in Vancouver and Toronto and then I'm currently working in Toronto but I'm actually going back to Los Angeles this week okay so, so you are uh, on the road yeah. Robbie yeah wow. I kind of love it I go wherever life takes me mostly work guides that and then yeah. I'm, I'm pretty lucky that I have communities in Toronto Vancouver and Jasper and Los Angeles so wherever I go I get to see friends and yeah do my little hikes and different things it's kind of I mean I, I'm very grateful for my life I've always wanted it to be this way so yeah so being a uh, Canadian and knowing a lot of people in the Vancouver community, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty tight community, right? Like, like mm -hmm. actors all kind of know each other. Totally. Even yeah. on the podcast, you guys talking about different things. And I creeped you a bit on IMDb. I know we played husband and wife and <laughs> this, but I was like, I was like, wait a minute, you're the angel and God. I'm like, what was Tomo on the show? Because Tomo Pennicott and I are really good friends. Oh, great. Love Tomo. We love him. And like all of my friends at one point or another have been on Supernatural. And so, yes, it is a, it is a very tight community just to yeah. go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine even coming back eight years, nine years later, seeing a lot of the same people, it must feel like uh, old home. It felt like that to us, you know, coming back to this set of Supernaturals, like, oh, these are my friends, these people. Totally. So, yeah. You know what character I felt bad for? Who? Her husband. Yeah. 
not the guy. I'm sure the guy was great, but like, what a weird storyline. Like these two hulking dudes come breaking in your house. Like <laughs> he said, no, wait, you wait a minute. We've got an issue with your wife. You got a what now? Who are you? Uh, we need to get into her bedroom. You just stay here. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's um, like you said my character would be super creeped out. If like Jared approached her on the street, I was like, Meh. Maybe she'd be really flattered. I don't know. No, I think she'd be very flattered, but I do think that dad little... that that dad is gonna be like, Yeah, we gotta you gotta trust me. We're gonna get upstairs. Yeah. Don't I know I... it's bedtime. That's perfect. Even when Jared comes up to her on the street and she's like, I'm married. In fact, there's my husband, he just pulled in. I was like, I felt like you it was a cry for help a little bit. I, I you know what I thought? I thought she was gonna say, I'm I'm married, that's my husband. But honestly, things are on the rocks right now. Um I'd love to talk about it over in a groanie. I'm open. Yeah. I feel like that, I feel like we're replaying the scene if if you and I were playing Sam. Like, hi, is that your baby? Mace, 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 mace. <laughs> kick, kick, kick. Nine one one. Um, working with babies is never is always a bit of a challenge. Do you remember working with that baby? Was that a real baby? Was um, that baby? Oh did goodness. that baby grow up to become Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> that baby guys, got a story. <laughs> spoiler alert: That was Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, oh I knew God. it. I can tell. <laughs> Made such broad choices. Wow. Um, okay, so obviously being a, a female actress in my 40s now, I've worked with a 5 million thousand babies. I'm trying mm-hmm. to rewind to that. It didn't. Did you not see a shot of a baby? It was a real baby, but obviously yeah. for the um, all the all the action action stuff. I think when we come out of the house, is Jensen holding the baby? Or am I, do I have the, I, so it's been a while. It's I don't been a remember hot now. I, I just watched it, but I don't remember. I know that we did have a real baby in the nursery, I believe, but not for all the action stuff. And right. then I find working with babies on set because I recently gave birth on, I mean, I've given birth to, I don't have children in real life, but let me tell you, I've got like yeah. hundreds of fake kids out in the TV world. Yeah. Um, we have a fake baby. Oh, that's right. We, of course we did on yeah. Criminal Minds. Yeah. Fake babies. And I was yeah. crying the whole time. My goodness. Yeah. Um, Sometimes there it's, it's, I mean, it's wonderful because I do love a little baby, but it's great. They normally hire sets of twins or triplets mm-hmm. right. so that if one baby gets a little bit ornery or needs a moment, you can, you can pull in the other one that's just yeah. been drugged off of mom's milk and is ready for a little close up. And yeah, I I think it's great. I think it's really sweet. I love watching like all the grips and the, all the big dudes on set just get like super, super quiet when the baby's coming on set and stuff. And it's just like, it's the one moment on set where everyone just gets really quiet and it's just kind of magical to have babies on set. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We have on our list of questions, the in order, it says working with babies, working with Jared and Jensen. I think those are interchangeable questions. Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is like, yeah, I've worked with lots of Jensen and Jared's, but. Sometimes they have doubles of Jensen and Jared. And the crew gets real quiet. Yeah, because when they get cranky, you want to swap them out for somebody else. You know, when Jensen gets gets real cranky, Boom, there's Chad Michael Murray. And he's, <laughs> just bring him in. Be great. Jared Leto, poof. He's right there. I'm glad it was a good experience. It sounds like it was beyond. Your your situation seems like it was even uh, better than normal because you already had a relationship with yeah. Jensen. And you were new to the Vancouver scene, so you say. But mm-hmm. did you know crew people on that? Because it's all Vancouver-based crew. Were there any familiar faces on the crew at that point? Oh, to- at that point, perhaps not. I feel like, because I don't think we had any changeover from Dark Angel to Supernatural. Jensen would probably know crew-wise, but I know I just finished A Million Little Things, and there was some Supernatural crew that were on A Million Little Things. And every oh, yeah. time I go back, it's like, you're, you're always like, oh my gosh, what did we work on? Like a lot of the, you know... um, whatever catering wardrobe hair makeup sure. this this and that because it is it is a small community and sure. we are 
really uh, blessed to have such good crews in both Toronto and Vancouver. Like I've never worked on a show where in Canada where I've been like, oh, wow, this is not a great crew. Like everyone brings their A game. It's really, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really strong stuff. And uh, the only thing I will say is the catering in Vancouver is superior to Toronto. I find Toronto catering is not, cause it's off, it's not off the truck. It's like they, they have the food in a, like in a church or in a school or in a building they rent out oh. and it's like on hot plates. Whereas in Vancouver, it's like catering off the truck. So yeah. it's always super fresh. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, Toronto. She's just throwing down the gauntlet. The Vancouver oh. Toronto culinary wars <laughs> begin right now here on our podcast, Supernatural then and now the delicious episodes. Um, the debate continues. All right, well, th- we'll have to have uh, some... I, I agree with her, but I've never worked in Toronto. I've so never just... worked in Toronto, so I can't speak to it. Um, but I do agree that food in Vancouver is fantastic. Very, very good. Yeah. The crews delicious. are great, you know? Yeah, and that's important. I mean, it's important. It's important. It sure is. It sure is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so important. <laughs> um, we can't thank you enough for coming on and doing this interview. Uh, a... You're a delightful person. B, you and Robbie have a marriage that's just stood the test of time. It really has. Um, all these years. We have a child named after you. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, w- weirdly, your child's named Robbie. Yeah, so, which uh, is my name, which is weird. It was always confusing. Yeah. Rich and I are in this show, and his name was Robbie in the show. Yeah. So oh yeah, I kind of feel like he used, he was subterfuge. He acted like he was naming his baby after me. It was really, really myself. It was an yeah. ego trip to name yeah. his baby after himself. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> Great to see you again. You'll have yeah. to come back. You'll have to come back on and talk about your yeah, other we'll episode. You. Yeah, we'll see you in nine years. Oh, I four love years. It. Three love years. It, love it. We're doubling up, right? Right, I mean, we're doubling up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're lovely, and we love your work, and uh, you're so busy, and we love that. And uh, the first actress on the ceiling. The first actress on the ceiling. First actress on the ceiling. That's we right. had two actress other actresses pretend, but no, you did it. No, I guys, was I'm it. so honored. Wow, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I was watching the episode. And I was like, oh my god, we have to get Aaron on to get you on so yeah thanks so much i was really like that show it's the one show people like oh my gosh you're on supernatural like it has such a huge fan base tomo and like i didn't that was one thing i did notice between seasons one and season nine like jared and jensen reached so much fame um but like seeing how they they handled it because i would drive to set and we'd be out in langley somewhere and there would be uh there was a bunch of women out there with these like crazy telescopes lenses ready to take photos and i'm like how did they like how do they get out here and i was just watching how graceful the guys were and like their fan conventions and stuff of dealing with things and then tom and i actually did a web series called rift world and tom reached out to them and he's like hey guys would you mind just like doing a plug for us and i can't remember what day it was but my phone blew up i think they said something like hey you know supernatural peeps watch um aaron and tomo's thing and my phone did not stop blinking for a week. It was like, ping, ping, ding, ding. I oh couldn't God. like the amount of, uh, anyways, all that to say, I, I was really proud to be on the show and be brought back and have that expense, that experience with the guys. And yeah. And to be able to work that crew, it was really cool. And I'm glad that you guys are doing this and thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. It's a fun uh, re- return to the original uh, beginnings and to revisit it either for the first time, if you're yeah. us or for multiple times, if you're some of the fans, it, it's a great, Great look back at a great show. Yoo-hoo. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Thank you so much for being here. This is Jared Padalecki stopping in to say hi and let you know that we've got to take a quick break. Thanks for listening. Now, back to the episode. 
Got to tell you, Robbie, I, I think that is a high watermark to be the first actress to be lit on fire who was actually on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, it's a, what a, it's, you know, a very significant role for her to have. Right. A lot of people who come back on the show were like, oh, yeah, I just played like the bus driver. But like she had a, sounds like two significant roles. Yeah. And a lot of visual effects and special effects involved in this episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope I'm right. I mean, right? Adrian or Sam Smith, they weren't on the ceiling. They were fake. I don't remember that, but I take your word for it. I thought it was fake. I thought uh, thought Ivan uh, Hayden walked us through the fact that they shot the ceiling with the fire and that was upside down. And then they did the actress on the floor and like, okay. If I'm wrong, then egg on my face. We'll have to ask Sam. Yeah. So fun. What, 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 a, what a delightful personality. She really threw down the gauntlet uh, to the catering people of Toronto. Oh, man. I mean. I would hate to be the man behind the spatula at the show she's about to go work on knowing she's coming to set. <laughs> you got to either A, raise your game, or B, put your hair in the right entree. Yeah, she... She better watch her step. If you're like, yeah, going to sabotage her yeah. meal. Nevertheless, uh, great to see her and uh, great to talk to her. All right, so let's get into the mythology of this episode. Mythology. <laughs> mythology. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> All cultures have mythology about demons. Many cultures believe bad weather and disease are indicators that demons are present. Mesopotamians believed when demons entered the body, it caused disease. Egyptians believe certain types of demons, wanderers, entered the body to create nightmares, mental illness, and madness. The ancient Japanese believed in a malicious demon named Fujin, whose presence caused high winds and bad weather. And I believe in a demon named Kirk, who... <laughs> what? Wears turtlenecks, and I don't know, it just was like Mesopotamians, Egyptians. <laughs> the people from Columbia, Missouri, believe in a demon named Kirk, who always wore turtlenecks and jaywalked all over town. That's right. Don't mess with Kirk. The ancient Greek word daemon denotes divine power, but not necessarily evil. The current English use of the word likely goes back to the 7th or 8th century. Kind of makes me not want to trust any of my friends named Damon. True. Good thing you don't know. Oh. Wait a minute. Uh, in this episode, we really start to get a clearer sense that there is a hierarchy of demons in Supernatural. There are higher demons, like Meg, and, you know, your favorite, Tom. Tom, old Tom. And Yellow Eyes. And then there's the more monstrous demons, like the Davis in episode 16, Shadow. That's right. So yeah. there's a hierarchy. Yeah. There's a caste system. Yeah. And we don't know Yellow Eyes yet, really. No. We're... In fact, I was, I'm reading this going, I would have thought Yellow Eyes is above these demons. I always felt like Meg and Tom are flunkies for Yellow Eyes. Me too. I thought Meg's, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I don't think, I don't think they're quite on Yellow Eyes level. In fact, right. I don't, I don't want to get any angry letters from the Yellow Eyed community right. of demons. So <laughs> please leave us be. We know you're higher ranking than Meg and Tom. All respect to the Yellow Eyed community. <laughs> Fun facts! Fun facts? Oh, man, fun facts. <laughs> this is the first episode to play the song Carry On Wayward Son during the Road So Far recap. By hell if we know, because we watched it on Netflix. Yeah, not for us. It played Baby Shark during that <laughs> sequence. <laughs> this is the first episode to have to be continued at the end. And after this, they, it was almost every episode. Every right? episode. Yeah. Meg tells John to meet her at a warehouse at the corner of Wabash and Lake. This is a Matrix reference. In the movie, the heart of the city hotel is located on Wabash and Lake. No. Oh, the hotel John stays in, the Sleep Easy Motel, may be a reference to the Simpsons episode, The Cartridge Family. In it, Marge and the kids stay at a motel with the same name. Well, I guess that makes it a reference to the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, writer Sarah Gamble says she wanted to see all the characters that were mentioned but hadn't been seen yet and kill them off. Enter Pastor Jim and Caleb. God, it hurt to watch them go. Yeah. The Bible verse you see on the Salvation Town sign is fake. 
Are you ready for Judgment Day, JW227? Perhaps because it has the initial JW, it's meant for John Winchester. That's right. It's not like, like a pre-recorded when you're at a birthday party at, uh, <laughs> at Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Cheese. Yeah. And happy birthday to Richard Spade. <laughs> Um, all right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Said by a beaver playing the ukulele. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure you follow us on our new handle at Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Take note. We have Trey put on the reverb. Our own designated Twitter and Instagram handle for the podcast. It's at SPN then and now. That's right. And uh, be sure to uh, to like us and to uh, write us a good review on the iTunes or wherever you write reviews. And follow and subscribe. Well, this episode, Salvation stars Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester. Guest stars include Jeffrey Dean Morgan as John Winchester, Nikki Acox as Meg, Sebastian Spence as Tom, and Aaron Carpluck as Monica Holt. Co-stars include Richard Sally as Pastor Jim and John Blacker as Caleb. Kayer Anderson as Yellow Eyes. Written by Sarah Gamble and Rael Tucker. Directed by Robert Singer. Edited by David Ekstrom. Music by Christopher Leonards. Executive produced by Bob Singer and Eric Kripke. This episode originally aired on April 27th, 2006. Birthday of the Machete. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict. Produced by Stephen Hine. Written by Stephen Hine and Haida Holscher. And edited and associate produced by Trey Boudet. What's up, Boudet? Music provided by Tim Wynn. This episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios and Fartoon Studios. This podcast is from Story Mill Media. It It may very well be a reference to The Simpsons because it's exactly the same. Yesterday I was like, you know, I'm I'm a little person. He's like, I think that's reserved for actual dwarves. I don't think you can say that you're a little person. I was like, all right. Wow, you're getting slammed. What the f*** am I then? You're getting slammed talking about your own height. What's wrong with me then? I'm not a tall guy. Uh, You're canceled because... Yeah, exactly. Yes, are you tall? No, but you can't say you're not tall. You're vertically challenged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Story Mill Media. 